OCN Drive with Jeffrey Herbert. Hey Gearheads, welcome to another episode of OCN Drives. I'm Jeff Herbert. I'm Graham Briggs. I'm Alex Ball. And we're here with our car curious producer, Josh Hammerling. How's it going, Josh? Good, how are you? Better for seeing you today. Oh, thank you. It's, it's Excellent. Part of the actually, day. I really do look good. forward to this. This is the one thing yeah. in the week that I actually look forward to. It's the so light at th- the end of the tunnel. I it think. really is. They say you should go away from the light, but in this case, I think I'm going to floor it towards the light. Because <laughs> we've got some awesome car content to talk about today. But first, I wanted to give a shout out to our community now for letting us do this whole thing. Graham? Woo! Oh, Scott, I love that sound. Yeah, that's Crisp. our perfect one. Uh, what, are you, what are you drinking there? I'm drinking a New Belgium Day Blazer Easygoing Ale. Uh-oh. Since we're doing our podcast a little earlier, uh, I was. <laughs> you want me to? You want me to do exactly what you were just harassing me about? Talking ten to minutes the mic. ago, you're Josh. Like you're talking to a mic. <laughs> I am talking into the mic. Yeah, but you were sitting like this. Yeah, because <laughs> because when he was doing the sound test earlier, I was this far away, and he's guys, been complaining about my voice inflections. <laughs> Anyways, I'm drinking this lovely, <laughs> lovely new Belgium Day Blazer easygoing ale because we're doing this a little earlier in the day and it needs to go down fresh. Excellent. Well, to answer you, I have. Oh, yeah. Oh, a little friendly fire there. Sorry about that. I just got a little excited <laughs> because I'm drinking an authentic 1916 Colorado lager from Renegade Brewing Company. Fantastic. Yes. Excellent brewery. Well, boys, should we jump into it? Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. All right, what have we got for news? Graham, take it away. Oh, geez. This is We would give this one to Graham. <laughs> I bet he saw this and well, he was yeah, just like Well, yeah, because it's Porsche-related. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's my favorite, favorite, favorite new car that's coming out. Um, the Porsche, and I should really figure out how to say the name, the Taycan. Uh, the interior is was debuted uh, this last week, uh, and... It looks pretty sick. Although the interior photos that I saw at the beginning were just pretty grayed out for me. But I think if you look at the details that they've got on them, they're a little bit better. Um, Otherwise, it's a midsize. I mean, they're doing, uh, you know, a digital display. They have obviously the infotainment system area. Um, It's got a really cool center console uh, item that i really like um it's very audi looking it, it does have a little bit of that i agree very, it's very audi looking uh, looks exactly like audis i've test driven recently which which audi is that um i don't remember which one i test drove um but they're all kind of doing a, i was in an a7 which was yeah. lovely yeah but um it's just that like angled Touch um, screen. Touch screen. Mm-hmm. Yes, and, I agree. And, and Audi's car, they don't have the vents to separate the center touch screen. Right, yes. It just That's flo- what I was it saying. It just flows yeah. into one, yeah. which I actually like this more. Yeah. I do think it's really interesting that they've basically given the passenger Yes, a that's the other thing that I was going to Which I've about. always thought has been a miss like, on why not? car companies. Yeah. It's like, why? It's, there's a passenger there. Go and do something. Yeah, exactly. and especially if you have a passenger that is, you know, typically if you're doing... A family drive your passenger is going to be the one that's going to be controlling all this stuff so why not 
you know, why not give them access, direct access think, to that? What do you that? think that gauge up top is? Is that a clock? Yes. That's, that's a clock. It's that's got to be, which is hilarious. German it's clock. It's so hideous. Yeah. <laughs> it's horrible. No, I like it. No. Okay. I like it. I like the humor behind this because <laughs> it's an analog clock mm. in a car that's where a, everything, everything else is, is a touchscreen. That's and very digital. digital. It's just like... Like, Love it. Why is it there? It's so intrusive, like intrusive, like to your driving experience. It's just like dead center of the car. Like this is the time. Is that center console? Does that underneath that? Uh, so you got the vents, and then you have your um, your uh, digital display for yeah. all your climate control. Is that breathe through? Is that like completely behind it, or is it all one big piece? Because a lot of cars nowadays have that little pocket thing because there's no pockets anywhere. But the middle console will have that. They'll have pockets on either side. And I can't tell from the Porsche photos. is notorious for also having, like, clip-on, like, uh, holsters and stuff. Oh, yeah, the it cup does, holders, It just yeah. look like there are actual cup holders. But Porsche is known for having clip-on cup holders. Yeah. Huh. Except for, so a few months back, I had the opportunity to drive a Cayman GT4. Mm. Absolutely fantastic car um if you've never done it i highly recommend it it'll change your entire view on driving but the one funny thing about it is it has the most complex cup holder system yes i've ever seen and i ridiculous. think the 911 has it yes, too it does but it's like you press a little i i guess oh, is it like a branch out? yeah yeah i've seen that above the glove box and then the cup holder extends out yeah. and then like parts for the cups flop down and you're like this is just ridiculous mm-hmm. yeah but but makes, anyhow makes the car look nice they it have does. That, it's this it looks like this car has the gear selector from the 918 on the steering wheel it's the exact same one <laughs> minus the red button i'm just saying it's what it is that the little round knob on the bottom right corner of the steering wheel i'm guessing is the gear selector which is exactly how the 918 did it yeah it's not my favorite but <clears throat> whatever yeah it's kind of weird i kind of like it because it's at least in a position where you could do it on the fly, mm-hmm. where like other gear selectors are either purposely put in a position where you can't do it on the fly, yeah. or they just didn't think about it. But that looks like you could actually like without taking your hands off the wheels, go from like comfort to sport. Really I just quickly. hope that Porsche has done what you know what like Lexus has done with some of their new um, digital displays, especially in the dash. Um, is wait, allow wait, for wait, 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 wait. I hate to interrupt you, but did you just say you wish Porsche would do something that Lexus is doing? Did we hear that from you, Mr. Briggs? Yes. Yeah, there's little things. And there's, I think Dodge also does this too. The ability, they just have a far less uh, ability. But like, I want to be able to just have one tectometer and then my speedometer and then something else there. I don't want to, like, I want to be able to change it up. Mm. Depending on my driving mode, just depending on I, this stuff. I like, guarantee this car will do that. And and, th- and that's good because previously in the display mode or displays, digital displays, they've been very like limited on what you can do yeah. on certain cars. Not saying that all cars, but certain cars definitely have right. that limitations to them. So uh, I, the only thing that I hope for is the, the customability of a digital display is present. Um, otherwise, it looks pretty good. I like, you know, their their photos are definitely showing this silver and this, like, uh, whatever, what's it called? It's this light, like, aquamarine blue. It's cyan yeah, or whatever Yeah, I was going to say, it kind of yeah. looks like there's LED strips in the car. There is, yeah. Which I bet would be customizable because I know um, a couple of the AMGs now have that. Mm. Um, 
the kind of 18s, the and 18s and 19s, yeah, will yeah. have full LED systems that, for some dumb reason, you control. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's incomprehensible. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Hey, ambient lighting but is important. I think the AMGs, the lighting can even move to the music of the car. It can, yeah. No, I can. It moves to like the bass to like the car. They're, yeah. they're clearly, they're now targeting like DJs because <laughs> I don't know who else would want well, that. I mean. I guess if you're German. a person who frequents the club, <coughs> perhaps you want to bring yeah. the club German. atmosphere into it's your like car. German electronic music. <laughs> exactly. Well, I'm sorry, but when I'm in my car, I'm a DJ. And I don't know about you guys, but I I only play the hottest hits. I, I think I think you're the jockey. Yeah, I'm the disc jockey. I think yeah. it looks good, though. I'm Especially because Jeff and I were kind of like, we don't love the outside. No, but I hate the outside. I like the inside. But I do, too. I would rate this Other uh, than that clock. a 6. I would rate this a 6 Ooh, a on six. the excitement what, scale. What would be a 10 for you? A 10 for me? What is a 10 I, I think this is. I think when you said this is Audi-like, I think that was a perfect yeah. description. I don't think the all the aspects are exactly Audi, but I think it's very clean. It's very precise. It's very... And I, I mean, it is Porsche, so it's, it's engineered. It's very specific, right. right? But there's no flashiness. There's nothing. I mean, the lights are a little bit flashy, but if they're only that it's blue. It's like $15. I, yeah, yeah. There's <laughs> nothing, but there's nothing really flashy. There's nothing that's super exciting about it. Again, we're just looking at the, the beginning photo. So right now, mine is, mine is a six. Now, if I can see all the customability and what they can, what it can do, like if this whole digital, like I don't know if these two things between the center and the passenger is one display or if that's two displays if it was one display and you could be watching like your track like have a camera down and you can see like from the track the road views like that would be something that would get me more excited at Mm -hmm. this moment i'm saying like a six because it's very it looks well thought out it looks very clean but again there's nothing that wows me about this yeah and for the record it is much 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 better than a tesla I will say, oh, yeah, especially yeah. the the Model Three where they just have like a oh. bolt-on screen. It's, it's like you're worst. in the Apple Store yeah. when you're driving a Model Three. It's true, but it's not as bad as what's the, next. Our next car. Yes, Alex. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. We, <laughs> well, I've, I've, we're going to force you to talk no, about this we, one we've already, because this we, is your baby. No, it's not. <laughs> I refuse to be the owner of this horrendous car. You must talk about it, though. All right. Um, our next car that we're talking about is Ford's new, I can't even say it, <laughs> Ford's new Mustang-inspired Mach-E SUV, which is just like, I mean, the notes perfectly summarize, which is what the F is Ford doing, because it's just like, I mean, we haven't seen the car, and it's very camouflaged, um, right. the picture we have. like It just looks like a box. Um, it just looks like... like that could be an escape. Can I say this? It, so. This is the best camouflage job oh, yeah. I've you, ever you seen. You cannot tell what it is <laughs> at all. That looks like it has like scaffolding to yeah, hide body does. shape. I mean, it looks horrible. But yeah. We'll I, my assumption is that if it's going to be a Mustang-inspired kind of crossover, I think it's going to be a crossover. <sighs> this is SUV. My guess is it's going to be – it does say crossover in the, in the actual article. Oh, yeah. um, I bet it's going to look – close to like what Subaru's cross check is. I bet that's what it'll end up looking like. Um, you think yeah, I would hope it looks like the cross check and it not looks like a, a Mustang. But <laughs> no, it definitely does have that. It, I mean you can tell even though they did a great job with the camouflage, you can tell that it's got a really sloped 
yeah. uh, rake in the back. For, yeah, like it totally yeah. looks like it has scaffolding to so hold the back bo- up. But it's Man. so boxy up here. Yeah. So maybe they're just doing that with that. It would be really cool if it was an older Mustang inspired because I haven't said what year. How cool would it be if it was like a 69 inspired crossover? Oh, See, that would be sick though. <laughs> it would be sick. But what I, what I would like it for to do... Oh, I'm sorry, Jeff, for interrupting. That's okay. um, but what I would be interested in... You, you, you've seen all the this uh, three, five series, and I think they're doing it on the six series, but the grand, the GT models of BMW. Mm-hmm. So they're basically just making all those cars into hatchbacks. Yeah. yeah. I think that's what they're probably trying to do here. And I think, I think you're right. It's going to be very cross Trek e like but I, I think I, it's going to be more like a grand touring type model. Yeah, I mean, and, obviously I think it's way too soon to decide if we hate or like this car. We certainly can no. hate on the idea that anything Mustang inspired that isn't a literal Mustang is probably a terrible plan. <laughs> yes. Well, and that's just the thing too. Like we see what Ford's trying to do here. Like you said, making like a cross trekkie, maybe even almost a Model X like mm-hmm. uh, electric, well, yeah, it's electric CUV, so it's straight up, which is a, which is perfectly fine. But uh, to to put the word Mustang around it, or to call it yeah. a Mustang or Mustang inspired, I feel like is such a slap in the face to everybody who loves and adores the Mustang mm-hmm. for what it is. You know, it's it's a pony car, it's a muscle car, it's you know, it's the brainchild of Lee Iacocca and. Um, the bullet, the hero of bullet, along with Steve McQueen, and to con- it's, it almost emasculates it a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where I take issue with this. So, Ford, if you're listening, don't call it a Mustang. Don't say it's Mustang inspired. Perhaps call it the new Fusion. Yeah, I think. I oh, think that might. Oh, if you scroll down the page, they have a side view, and you get a better look at the body line, and it does, oh, that kind of looks like a Mustang. <laughs> Oh man! It does have Mustang body lines. So bad. It totally does. Even with all that camouflage, you can see it has a long hood, and the front is pretty raked back. The front uh, glass looks very Mustang-ish. Oh, I should have just hit expand. That would have been yeah. smart. Well, at least it's going to have quite the frunk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. Uh, I think it's the camouflage, but it looks like it's sunken down yeah. behind the front wheel. Like it's more like. Like it's got a bigger. <coughs> we'll wait and see. <laughs> yeah, we'll wait and see. I think we should just move well, on to the next car. Yeah, I was, I was just gonna say, um, let's talk about something more uplifting, and that is that the Audi RS6 Avant wagon is coming to America, and that is awesome. It's the only news we need to hear for the rest of time. I know, right? Because hot hatches are great. How much do these things run for? What, the RS6 Avant? Yeah, twin turbo V8 making 600 horsepower. Well, it's actually 591 horsepower yeah. and 590 foot-pounds of torque. The, the article rounds it up to six, which I appreciate because there's no difference. There's a small difference. There, there's difference. <laughs> but, well, regardless, it's going to be out of my price range. Yeah. Uh, they're kind of going after the AMG E63S wagon, which starts at 112000 $745, so that's... What would you have? Which would I rather have? If you had the money, what would you have? Oh, the AMG, without a doubt. Yeah. I mean... What about that, you, Graham? Oh, easy AMG. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm, I don't know much about this car, actually, so I am actually just looking at it for 
probably the first time right now. This has only been sold in Europe markets? Yeah, it's been in Europe for a while. But it's coming to the States. Which is That's exciting. The I just, I, this is my problem with Audi um, and their hatchbacks. Ooh, it is, it is also Audi's 48-volt hybrid system, which Ooh. is pretty cool. So it's got like an extra torque when you like hit the throttle. I love the front of this. I hate the back. Really? I like the back. I would rather... I don't like the sloping down. I would rather have it, a per, like, pushed back a little uh, bit more yeah. and then be a little bit more... Because the sloping makes it look more like a station wagon than, like, well, it a... Is a sta- it is a station wagon. <laughs> well, that's it the, is a station wagon. That's the, what they classify it, lit- it. It literally is called the Audi Sport Wagon. Uh, <laughs> You're getting angry at what it is. Uh, then I'm getting angry that's at fine. it. That's fine. I think most people would because I, I agree don't like that the back. hatches are probably better than station wagons. <laughs> yes. But there's just something so special about a 600-horsepower station wagon. I know, right? It's just so goofy. Although it's, I mean, I like I like the the look inside of it. It's got a yeah, very nice interior. look. I like I, I like Fantastic. any to do the like the seats, and then it's got the stupid Audi thing. My dad has an Audi, and his favorite thing to do is show everyone when he opens the door that it's got the Audi stuff on the <laughs> like displays on the bottom. This the most useless thing ever, and that's why he bought the car. So I would like to quickly talk about the fact that I am actually lucky enough to have recently driven the new, well, not the new, but an older AMG E63 S wagon. Ah, yes. I drove a 20, uh, 2012 wagon, uh, which at the time it was like 540, 550 horsepower. Um, still the V8 twin turbo. Uh, it was amazing. You know, I cried a little bit. Uh, and you didn't get arrested. I didn't get arrested, which is yeah, and a success. It was ve- the guy who went on the test drive with me was very kind and was just like floor it. <laughs> he was he was a kindred spirit with us. Nice. He Perfect. the second I asked about it, they were just like, "Oh, you want to look at that?" I was like, "Yeah." They're like, "Oh yeah." <laughs> <laughs> and it was, so that was God, that's awesome. That was a really special thing. Um, it wasn't the all wheel drive, which is what if I ever had the money would prefer. Um, I think this actually the real world drive might be more fun. Oh yeah. Overall, because um, it was just a lunatic car, but you, I want to drive it year round. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, for 500 horsepower to just two wheels means that it's only good when it's you know 70 out. <laughs> Which is why what it only had how many miles on it? Something like it's like. Twenty four thousand or something. Twenty four thousand. Yeah, it was like a forty five thousand dollar <laughs> car. It's like seven years old. Too. Yeah, it felt seven years old. It was really nice interior. I mean, obviously it's Mercedes, right. so it's still nicer than what I drive now. But there was definitely things that you, the second you get in, you're like, this is a car from another time. Yeah. Yeah. So the it, inside that article that we were, you guys were looking at, it does say that it's gonna they they don't have a pricing model yet in the United States, but it's gonna be close to the Mercedes AMG sixty three S wagon. So starting around one hundred and ten thousand. Yeah, it's gonna start over a hundred and it's gonna get up to one hundred and fifty, just like the AMG. Oh yeah. I it's mean, not gonna sound as good as the AMG. It's it, not as fast either. Yeah. Not that you yeah. know speed is everything, yeah, but but. I don't know. But as far as sleeper cool. wagons, it's, it's, it's definitely the, the worth The front of it looks way more like sporty than like the E63 wagon. I feel like. Yeah. We're like the E63 wagon is one of those that like a silent killer. Like oh, yeah. you, you like love yeah. Twitter like doesn't you know like unless you know about cars you, you see that V8 Biotur or bow on the on the side. But if you don't know about cars, you're just gonna be like, oh, that's just some Mercedes station wagon. Or yeah. Some soccer mom's driving that. Exactly. And then they just hammer the 
you know, to, to floor and it is yeah. my personal favorite sleeper car. Yeah, because really, unless yeah. you know what it is, until you hear the engine roar and in the newer models, it now snap, crackle, and pops. Yeah. Which is my favorite yes. thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's just like it's just a stupid station wagon, and then it's just like you know, two seconds later, it's <laughs> going 120 down the road screaming. Oh yeah. All right, two so. minutes squirrel really quick. What is the best sounding engine? Oh. We were just talking about this. We were, I mean, I just watched a video from Donut Media about the LFA. Oh, we've all seen, Ooh, just seen that. That, LFA. that that is a lovely sounding yes. car. Although I'm gonna be honest, because it's I, made I, by Yamaha, yeah. the engine. Yeah. I really do like the sound of the E63. Mm. Um, I do like the sound of kind of older Mustangs and Camaros and Chargers. I think those big block V8s. Yeah, they, so, I mean, yeah, obviously you can dissect this down, but, yeah. you know, you, those muscle cars have that deep, deep roar, mm-hmm. you know, on that V8, deep roars um, to those. Uh, and then you got your tuners that have that high pitch, but, you know, as you were talking about that LFA, that's one engine. There's also, what was the other Audi? What, there was an Audi that did a V10 recently that I really liked too. But those ones, they just seem to tune them just right if you get enough get those rev counts up there past 9,000, then, like, you get that high pitch. So you get that low grumble at the beginning, and then you get that middle to high pitch. And the, I just love that. The GT350R has a good sound when yeah. it's over eight grand. That's yes. a good-sounding car, mm. which I just read Agreed. about uh, Ford isn't allowed to sell the GT350R or the new GT500 in Europe. <laughs> Because they're, they're, they, they don't see yeah, fuel emissions. emissions. Which was, I, when I was reading that article, I was like, well, yeah. And it was like, but Ford's trying. It's like, why would they even try? Like, you either pass or you don't pass. And I'm going to tell you right now, a 700 horsepower supercharged Mustang is, it because of is the, never going to pass. Is it because of the uh, the exhaust that's coming No, out? it's because it's it like cause... a 6.8 liter V8. Because of its ga- <laughs> gas guzzling yeah. more. Okay. Because I'm always there, there's a reason why European V8s are not are like four liters now. Yeah, it's because they have to meet admissions. You can't bring a seven liter V8 to Europe. It's just not going to happen. Right. So I, I thought that was a fun sorry. Article. Sorry about that squirrel, but that's I, okay. I just saw that donut media thing too, yeah, yeah, and yeah. the the whole like, oh, most that, of the show was about that. But that car sounds good. I could just yes. have that as my freaking like ringtone. In fact, I actually many years back I purchased. A CD that's just all various vintage Ferraris <laughs> just driving nice. on the track, and nice. you know, you just, you just close like, your eyes. Do and you just like play that while you're driving your Miata? Oh <laughs> man, it seems faster. Pretty much. Well, they now but they pump in sounds. So I, I well, like, I've oh, admitted to at least Jeff. I don't know a Graham, but I do find myself sometimes making engine noises when I'm driving my motorcycle. <laughs> I don't know why. My motorcycle sounds perfectly fine. Right. But I just catch myself when I'm quiet. I'm just like, mm, mm. I'm just like, no, my bike's doing this too. <laughs> That's like, a fun factor, it. right? I mean, yeah. if you're doing that, you know that you've got the right car motorcycle. All right, let's move on to our yeah. next thing. Sorry. I know. Squirrel moments all nah, the time. It's okay. It's fine. This is about sh- we're just about having fun. Exactly. Although you guys didn't give me a chance to air my favorite oh, do it. sounding engines, which comes as no surprise as the vintage Ferrari V12s, the Columbos, Those in the you know, early 60s, 250 GTOs, Moltobene. Oh, I do like the sound irreplaceable. of Lamborghinis, not street legal. What is it like? The Celesto Elemento. Oh. That car's got a good sound. <laughs> not street legal. But yeah, that, that's Lamborghini has never done anything dumber. It's the most Lamborghini thing ever. We're gonna make 
this amazing car <laughs> that's going to cost $600,000 and you can't drive it on the road. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the most, because it's 100% carbon fiber. Did they Did they make it? No, do they, hard. or is it like, are they doing what uh, Ferrari's doing with the FF thing where like you can go and like, Buy time on a track, and then you get a team with it. I'm ass- I would assume. I think that's what they're trying to do. With I would that. assume that's what it'll be. Yeah. But I very clearly remember that they made it, and we're trying to get people just to buy it. How about that new Bugatti? Oh, sorry, we're going. We're going. Yes, Graham. <laughs> I have two other engines I'd like to mention, and My then we're God. moving on to the next part yes, of the show. Good. The second one is the 3.8 liter straight six found in the classic Jag E Type. Mm-hmm. If you haven't listened to that. Your car person, do it. It will change your life. Oh, like a straight, straight engine. Oh sound. man, it's perfectly good. balanced, smooth, torquey. <laughs> anyway, and lastly, we dare not miss the 2.5 liter V6 that Alfa Romeo used to put in their 155s. Mm. Which I don't know if I've heard that. Well, those they had like a limited production run in the yeah. states. Like you can find some late 80s, early. 90s models kind of creeping around but um if you look up a youtube video of it well yeah you'll need to change your pants after we'll just put it that way okay guys let's talk about automotive history yeah so this first one is a very how do i say monumental event this is an important this is a big one this affects everyone's lives this does who at least sits within 20 feet of me exactly (laughs) Well, on that note, then, would you like to tell us what this piece of history is? Yeah. On August 17th, 2019, a.k.a. like four days ago, uh, I test drove a Ram 1500 because I'm in the market for a new car. And it was 10 million times better than an F-150. <laughs> <laughs> it was, and I can say this because, A, I drive an F-150, and B... Right before I test drove the Ram, I drove a nice F one fifty. Hey Josh, can you can you get nine one one on the phone? I think <laughs> Alex becoming a Ram guy is I don't know. I don't know if yeah. he's okay can in you, the head. Can you feel your left arm? Are you having a yeah. stroke? I was like exactly. sh- I was like shaking. <laughs> I, the worst part is the second I got in the car and started driving it, I was like, Oh no. They're gonna make fun of me. <laughs> okay. Yes, we are. So the other thing is my uh a good friend of mine slash my roommate, he has both a two thousand eighteen which is his work truck, F-150, and has a Dodge Ram, too, 1500. We'll swear by the Dodge Ram 1500. We'll want to drive that. The interior is so much more up-to-date. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, Ford's defense, the Ram just came out this year, mm. like the all-new interior, which right. is yeah, why yeah, it was yeah. really nice. Yeah. And Ford's coming out with theirs next year. So we'll see. I would be surprised if it was better than the Ram's. Because I don't know how how they beat it without just copying it. Like I can't I can't see an F one fifty with a twelve inch touchscreen in it. That just doesn't fit F one fifty style. So it'll be interesting to see. But yeah, I drove a twenty nineteen uh, limited, which is like it's like a seventy five thousand yeah. dollar truck, but it had mm. the air suspension, the air ride, yeah, which was so good. And it was the V eight e torque engine which was awesome and it was just it was just so good kind of sounds like an s class with like a bed yeah it was like no honestly and the funny thing is is i it was on the same day that i drove the e63s wagon and i was like if i had to choose right now it would be the ram like it was a better ride wasn't as fast obviously wasn't as good sounding and it would never be as, although honestly, it might be more fun because you can do truck things with it. But I think trucks are finally realizing that it's about, I mean, they're these are people that are driving in, like, they don't need, 
they used to think rough and tough on the inside means yeah. that it's going to fit these people better. But yeah. no, was, they want comfort was, just as much. Yeah. And that was a 2012. So again, yeah, we're talking okay. about a 2012 a, model a, versus a, a 2019 tw- The 2019 model. E63 would probably blow it away. Oh, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But boy, God, was that truck really nice. And it's like, I've already crossed a new F-150 off my list. I'm oh, just wow. like, if I go, if I stick with a, a full-size or a half-ton truck, I'm going I'm going Ram. I mean, I feel like I need to go try the new Silverado to, like, pretend I care. Just to try it. <laughs> to pretend. For, at least for the show. Like, I should, like, be fair. True. And go Because tr- Silverado ha- is new this year. You need to do, like, the ZR7, ZR1 package. That's a great excuse to go and drive a car. Yeah, really. It's, it I don't really need an excuse to do it. But I feel like I should go. But, like, right, right. now... There's no uh, other than if I could squeeze out a Ford Raptor in my budget, mm. because Would even though even though the Ram is still way nicer than the Ford Raptor, th- you can't jump it. Bigger question. And, and, <laughs> and that's all I because you jump your truck often. Bigger if I question. had a Ford Raptor, I would try to jump it once a day. Bigger question: Raptor or Baja edition of the Ford? Of the Ford Raptor. Really? Yeah. No. I don't. I don't like. I wouldn't trust any aftermarket stuff. I, w- I would rather spend the money on a Raptor. And but then, it's just a Raptor with ba- aftermarket stuff. Baja it out myself. Okay. I don't like buying aftermarket stuff from dealers because usually there's a crazy markup on it where it's just Fair. like yeah. a $5,000 piece from the dealership in reality would have been like 1500 bucks right. if you do it yeah. yourself. So sure. it's almost always the worst decision to buy straight from the dealer a, a modified car. Yeah. Well, if you like the idea of having to go out piecemeal this stuff and figure it out all yourself. Yeah. Some people are just like, just give it to me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's go to our next one. All right, Josh. I want to make sure that you're saving this because we do have him on the record right. saying that the F-150 is off yeah, his list. Time yeah, timestamp that. For so, one year. Exactly. Because if the, to- the show? <laughs> we I don't know. Are, are we, we recording? Are we even? <laughs> where are we right now? Is this a studio? Yeah. Let's go to our next one. All right. August 21st, 1897. Graham, do you have any uh, idea what happened that day? Well, without it being in front of me, I would have no idea. Exactly. Ransom Eli Olds forms the Olds Motor Vehicle Company in Lansing, Michigan. Oh, how do you like I that? See, it is a Michigan. It's yeah. mint. I well, like it. You're from Michigan, so I, I am you should like that. Michigan. I love anything that is. And no, that's not true. I don't. Love you don't anything. love anything that's I, Michigan. I don't love everything that's Michigan, but. Yeah, I would say 90% of it. How about the water in Flint? Do you love that? <laughs> that's <laughs> one thing that I don't that. love. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Cannot read that, sir. I have no clue. Oh, Josh is holding up a sign that says, Go Buckeyes. <laughs> Apparently. Um, that's it. I mean, have I'm, qu- a- I'm quitting. This is my official <laughs> resignation. I don't even know what to say to that right <laughs> yeah. now. Got a, little, got a little college football. Uh, yeah. You know, Josh, where you get very impassioned when we talk about cars, and we don't want that excitation to transfer into sports. Yeah. This is a serious podcast. I'm sorry. Thank you. You should be. Oh, gross. We're cutting that. Yeah. Don't worry. If that comes out with the podcast, I'm going to go in. Josh is harassing the talent again. The the problem is is that Josh is the one that cuts the the podcast, so I think it's it's staying in. No, I'm going to cut it afterwards. Okay, let's go on to the next next history. Okay, real quick, though. I did have a little piece of uh, trivia regarding Oldsmobile. Oh, I love this. God, they look so good, those cars. Like, I wish cars could look like that, but they're just, those are just dust traps. What, like the 50s Oldsmobiles? Because 
Why can't a company be brave and make one of those again? Just like <laughs> because the marketplace well, would not buy it. Oh, it totally you totally would. You if think they so? put a Hellcat engine in one of oh, those, okay. <laughs> it would be sold out in less than one second. <laughs> okay, Jeff, real quick what's here? though. Yeah, the little piece of trivia that might win you a fifty dollars bar tab someday, mm. and it's Oldsmobile related, is that the what many musical experts deem the very first rock and roll song is actually about an Oldsmobile, mm-hmm. and that song is "Rocket 88" by Ike Turner and Jackie Brenston. So, the more you know. Nice. Dun, yeah, dun, dun. which is kind of cool. God, it's part look, of the fabric they, of American culture. They look so good. I love them. The 1934 like the, Oldsmobile 8 Coupe. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Well, even through the oh. 60s, like the the 442 Cutlasses were just bad to the bone. The like, yeah. And the Oldsmobile, um, the Oldsmobile 330 engines that used to come in them. I mean, I would take one over a small block Chev any day. Yeah. Just because, I don't know, it's different. Yeah. And you can still make like good them. horsepower with them. Yeah, I mean, they're, yeah. I, they just, my thing is, I love them, but they drive like absolute boats. I mean, they are the floatiest things you can ever yeah. experience in your life. But I also have another little Ooh. tidbit about Oldsmobile that, um, that you may not realize. And that is the fact that Oldsmobile offered one of the first turbocharged cars mm. ever i didn't know that that's cool um it's not the first but it's one of the first and it's the 1963 oldsmobile cutlass with the 215 cubic inch mm-hmm. engine that's... i believe but anywho kind of cool stuff uh to see that they were doing that in the early 60s and uh, you know didn't really become popular until the 70s and through the 80s and now back to today so there's that totally yeah but uh should we move on yeah. to August 24th, 1958? I think so. Because yeah. this one's kind of interesting. Um, there was a woman named Maria Teresa de Filippis, or Filippis. I don't know. Josh is gesturing at me. I was using the Italian hand gesture yeah, yeah. there to try and, his, his well, you know. Italian anytime that you gesture. speak Italian, you have to talk with your it's hands. It's an involuntary It's involuntary. Action. Yeah. She was the very first woman to race in the Formula One championship in the Portuguese Grand Prix. That oh my arms are getting tired talking about this. It's incredibly impressive because the fifties and honestly still now, women have not been treated very kindly. Mm -hmm. So being good enough and also really just being allowed in fifty eight, because that's only Ten years after World War Two. Well, like, not only that, but she raced a Maserati 250F. Yeah, and Maserati was huge in Formula One back then. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, the maestro himself, Juan Manuel Fangio. Mm, Fangio. Oh, my arms are really getting tired. Yeah, Fangio. <laughs> he actually uh, was a Maserati driver, and um, he once told her that you go too fast and you take too many risks. Which, if I was her, I'd take that as a compliment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's You're one of the greatest drivers like, ever. That sounds like you're driving a race car correctly. Yeah, exactly. If I'm the opposite of those two things, I'm not winning a race. Exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, so I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, super cool. I like both your facts. Yeah, definitely. Well, then, if you like those facts, you can read more about my thoughts on www.ourcommunitynow.com where I write about cars in depth. 
I will. I okay, will read good. it. Okay, good. You I, better. I just read your article about your time with the 3500. It yeah, was, what'd you think? It was a good article. I liked oh, okay. it. it. Made me want that car again. If I had eighty five thousand dollars and was, you know, needing to pull forty five horses. <laughs> Excellent. Well, good to know. Yeah. Yeah, guys, if you're interested about reading more about the thirty five hundred, find it there. Speaking of, that was a car that uh what Ah. I guess we can cut cut into this. But uh We'll, we'll just keep going. We'll say that at the end. Okay. But what I'm driving now. Yeah, that's Alex, our next section. Exactly. Yeah. What are you? Oh, this next bit pertains <laughs> to you too. It does pertain to me, which we were, Jeff and I were having a small conversation. We were having quite a laugh over yeah. this. And I was. You'll appreciate <laughs> this, Graham. Yeah. And I'm like, I love, we, our listeners know or will know when we get one. <laughs> Um, when we get one. <laughs> hey, listen, my mom listens to us now, <laughs> and she likes it. Nice. So, uh, and she you hates, hear that, people? She, she hates mom cars. Mom-approved programming. So, mom-approved. But Jeff and I were talking about uh, the f- original hypercars, the, you know, the Porsche uh, 918, the LaFerrari, and the P1. And I said that the primary reason the 918 is my favorite original hypercar is because on the steering wheel, there's a red button that gives you 200 extra horsepower for like 15 <laughs> seconds. It is street legal NOS. It's the best thing ever. I love it. There's other reasons why I love the 918. I do think it is the better of the three cars, and it is the one I would choose if I could waste a million dollars on a car. I mean, I will say it's better than the seeing the Audi rings lit up as you open the door. So that is a better gimmick. But it's, oh, it's such a great gimmick. Like, how is that? That's just like... A gimmick that actually helps with uh, production and... Or not production, but like output and like and actually yeah, functional. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. I don't know why Porsche isn't putting that in every single car they have. Like, how is that not like... It's, it's every little boy's dream. I don't know why every hybrid... Car I don't know why do every car that says part of its marketing that it goes fast, it doesn't have one of these because it's it's every boy's little dream. The first time you see a James Bond movie and he flips up his center or his center shifters and hits a red button, like that's what you want your entire life. And Porsche gave it to you one time, and it's so good. So you ready for this? I'm about to blow your mind. What if somebody like Mercedes? did that in a wagon for you just for you Alex. if they put that in the e63s wagon i would mortgage one of those (laughs) i mean you could live in the back of it and i would just live in it it seems like a a poor plan on my part no hey you could be josh's neighbor (laughs) he probably let you park it on his driveway (sighs) i would be so happy if the wagon he just gave us a thumbs up so i think that i just i just i love i it's approval usually i dislike gimmicks in cars and cars always have some stupid gimmick i would even argue that the ram's air suspension to a certain degree is kind of gimmicky because it's just like you don't need it <laughs> and like i just watched a review where they had in 2019 without their just suspension they're like this is great why i don't know why i would get their suspension <laughs> so it's just it's just an over it's just two thousand because after you go so many miles per hour the suspension oh, drops so down good. so it's got aero dynamic yeah, yeah. mode <laughs> and you're gonna get 0.1 extra miles to the gallon in your v8 yes, Hemi. exactly <laughs> yeah that's a gim- that's more of a gimmick <laughs> than the actual air suspension is the fact that it lowers itself on highway speed mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is I, usually i hate gimmicks but this is it's perfect it's just like it just screams we're gonna go fast in right. this car 
I, I the only thing it's missing is like a little plastic cover that you gotta flip, flip up. It up yeah. Oh, like the Lamborghini. <laughs> yeah, like the Lamborghini starter. <laughs> I continue. I continue to say this. I think the 918 of the last decade is the best car put together, package for package, the best car that has been. Oh, that's a pretty good argument. What are you looking at? A lot of packages. How do you know package for package? Oh, I I love looking at packages. Um, jeez. <laughs> uh, but no, what I'm trying to say is, all around, I think it's one of the best car. It is the best car over the last decade. Uh, I think there's a certain degree of like, it's not fair to compare it to. $20,000 Hondas. Sure, agree. So it's like, right. I think, I agree with you, I think it is the best hypercar, easily. I think it is the best, it's the best sports car, I think also. But it's like, I, I don't think it's fair to compare it to an F-150. Well, it's <laughs> just like... Because I would say the Raptor is a better truck than the Porsche 918 is a car. Ooh. Like, no, like, no crap, but the, obviously. But like, like, you can't take the 918 off-road, so it's just like, I mean, it would be funny if you did, but... But no, I agree. I think the 918 is just spectacular. But I think Porsche just knocked it out of the park. I do think the other yeah, two cars, oh yeah. in their own right, are amazing too. I th- I, the Law Ferrari is kind of boring to me. I feel like Ferrari played it a little too safe. And Mama the, Mia. The P1 is a Widowmaker, which has its own certain amount of love to it, in that you'll just die if you drive it, which is great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm scared yeah, now. That does sounds pretty little. great. But for everything that they were trying to do with that car, I think it's been perfect. Now, the only thing I would say that I have a downside on it is that they're starting to roll it out, but this is supposed to be one of those flagship cars that they're supposed to throw, all this technology is supposed to roll down to their, you know, to then to their supercar level, then to their premium cars, then to like, you know, the everyday drivers. Um, so we're starting to see some of it, but yeah, traditionally, like- you know, you normally see it that, that next couple years. So um, seeing what that came out in 2015. Yeah, so it feels like it's two years later that we're feeling like we're finally starting to get some of this roll down. Yeah. Stuff. It, f- it feels like the take on would have been a good opportunity to be very 918 ish, just mm-hmm. like the under hundred thousand dollar 918. Right. Yeah, oh, yeah. Which would have been would sweet, have been awesome. would have been sweet, but they just are like, Nope, we're just going to go after Tesla sales because they're killing us. <laughs> Well, they but, see that there's no competition there right now, and they want to add some competition. So, yeah, yeah. which is good, which is way. fair. Yeah, yeah. Alrighty. What's the other thing you want to talk about in this segment? Well, I want to let you boys know, which I think I already have, but we're getting a gladiator, which is in three weeks, spe- which is awesome, spectacular. I'm like, I can't contain my excitement I for this. One hundred percent would be driving a gladiator, or at the very least, a four door Wrangler, if I wasn't the size of Shrek. Mm. <laughs> See, I just I just don't fit comfortably. I've sat in them, I've test driven them. I would love to own a manual gladiator. I mean we can take the roof off and just give you a full face motorcycle. That's helmet. not the problem is my knees. My knees are like eight inches up the steering wheel because <laughs> they don't have yeah. electric seats, which is my one of my grievances. I have a lot of grievances with Jeep. I've owned a Jeep before, so Oh, they're, uh, well, they're just like one of the worst cars to drive on the road. Yes. They're awful. Yes. And the second you modify them, they just only get uh, worse. Yeah. But you guys have not driven a Gladiator. I actually have. I have also driven a Gladiator. You drove a Gladiator? I did. I've okay. driven a Rubicon Gladiator. And it was not great. <laughs> okay, well, maybe we'll not. be able better, to change your mind. 
better the the 2018s and 2019s the new what is it JLs mm-hmm. I think oh yeah it's definitely much better a million times better than the JKs like just like not even in the same boat so right they are definitely nicer and more drivable and my uncle um, I think I've said has a, just bought a 2019 two door Rubicon. And I've been in that a few times, and it's spectacular. I love a two-door. It's just so tiny, but it's great. It is. And, Graham, maybe we'll, we'll be able to change your views a little bit. Maybe. Because, for all of you listening, our plans, when we get the Gladiator, is we're actually going to take it on a bit of a dirt road in the mountains and do the podcast from there. That'll be great. So, yes. I'd love to get yeah, outside. Hopefully you can hear yeah. us That'll scream a little Are bit. Are we going to take the doors and the roof off and uh-huh. leave them here? Um. Is that a question? Are we doing it? That'd yeah. be great. That wouldn't really be conducive to a podcast and audio quality, but <laughs> yeah. Our Josh producer is his is, head now. Our producer is very excited about this. Oh, and <laughs> when we get to the trail, because we're off road, we can legally put down the windshield too. Oh, oh yes. And we, we could all have goggles on. Oh, it'd be great. Then we can ask you. That what would you're... be that would be a great video because we were talking about having our video guy come do like a short commercial. Yeah. with us and we could do it where oh, like we this. take all the stuff off and we put the thing down and we all and then we dress up like we're in the 1930s it's <laughs> <That's> perfect <laughs> just like big race goggles if we just like fly in it'd be great yeah that's gonna be, be fun i they're gonna give us an automatic which is boring but because my personal belief is that if you buy a wrangler and it's anything but the manual six speed you're a monster <laughs> i know i know jeff <laughs> is more onto the automatic side uh, that new well, eight for Wranglers. The new eight speed is very good. It is. It's in everything they own now. I think even the even my fifteen hundred that I test drove had the eight speed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Good. I think eight speed is now the traditional it's instead nice. of the six speed. I think eight speeds definitely. It just makes a ride so much smoother. Yeah, the and, and transmissions are good now. Yeah, and you get so much better emissions for an eight speed over yeah. a six speed. The so. Wrangler desperately needs an engine upgrade it's on the same line it's it's better than the tacoma and the forerunner situation but it it needs help and the gladiator is getting a diesel yes they are which is exciting yes they are for the people who want a diesel but that for the majority of people who are going to pick that v6 pentastar it's just like oh my god you've had that for like 50 years like just do something else and unfortunately Dodge or Jeep in general have already said that the the Wrangler will not be getting the Hellcat engine because it's <laughs> <laughs> because if you were to crash it would not pass any rating at all. <laughs> um, but you know, there's little little dreams out there that maybe someday they'll give it a little more horsepower, a little more torque. But the diesel's exciting. Yeah, it should be. I mean, it's yeah. supposed to have um, 442 foot pounds of torque. So, but that won't arrive I, until 2020. I will say I'm disappointed that in the like prototype designs they were gonna do the old school design, which is to put the spare tire on the side of the car instead of under. Oh yeah, I was really hoping they were gonna That'd do be that. Cool. And I bet I guarantee you can get like a Mopar accessory that lets you do it, and I totally would. I just love how that looked. But you know what, Alex? If we can have little flippy buttons in cars yeah. and other buttons that give us 200 extra horsepower. I think we can put a rear t- spare <laughs> tire on the, the side. side. Yeah, yeah. just for you, buddy. Just for you. All right, we're running out of time here. Yeah, so do you guys have any grievances you want to air out there? Graham, you look like uh, 
I don't have anything. Grievance free I'll let you this week. Start. Wow. Someone else. Maybe start. Whether you in a good mood week. this week, well, you can let yeah, them. I'm you can let them, let them stew a bit. Yeah, let me stew because I will find something. Okay. Well, I have one. While you're thinking, I have one, and it's um, you know what really irks me is like when I see people towing with the incorrect hitch, and like the rear of their truck is almost dragging against the ground in the front. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost off the ground. Yeah. I'm just like, I get pretty puckered mm-hmm. over that because i'm like oh god if that guy needs to stop he has like <laughs> no way <laughs> on the front of the truck so he's his brakes are useless wheelie. he's not going to be able to steer uh, you know what happens if the trailer comes loose and yeah it's just it's just reckless and there's no excuse for that it is absolute lunacy that i don't know what it's like in other countries but in the united states as long as you're under like twenty thousand pounds the u.s government doesn't give a crap that you can tow, which is insane to me. Like, it's like, how do you not have to take like one day of driver's ed to like figure out how to tow 16,000 pounds? It's nuts. Or like how people can buy these, the class A RV, the huge RVs Mm -hmm. and they don't have to get a special license. There are some States now, I know Texas is one of them where you have to have uh, a higher classification of license to do over 15,000 pounds, but most States there isn't. Like, you can just do it, mm-hmm. which is like, what? what? <laughs> like, it's the most lunatic thing I've ever heard because the shit like that happens. Yeah. Where people's toe hitch isn't low enough or they're pulling too much weight or, you know, they have a one and a half inch receiver when, and the weight they have should be a two inch receiver. And it's like, it's just nuts. But I, I want to move is. on. To my grievance, oh, okay. which is related to this, excellent. Which is I hate. On I hate when people don't correctly um, have their headlights pointed. Like they're yes, I hate that. And that goes into this. It's the worst when you're driving and there's lights in your eyes. It's horrible, and it's so easy to do on your own. Like there's everyone's car. You just lift your hood up, and usually there's a spot on your headlight where you can put like an Allen key. Or a flathead screwdriver. Yeah, and adjust it. And it's like, it's the same procedure for every car, no matter what. Like, I, ju- I did it with my F-150 about a month before I moved here, because I put LEDs in it. Mm-hmm. And it took me like 20 minutes yeah. to, to reposition it. And it was like, it's, it's like great, because I can like pull up behind a small sedan and my lights are so perfectly positioned they don't even hit the driver when I'm right behind them because they're just correctly angled. And it's just like, well, just, just have a shop do it. They charge you like 20 bucks to do it. <laughs> well, that's very courteous of you, Alex, because a, as someone who drives a Miata, yeah, I do appreciate it. I don't want to blind Jeff and his Miata <laughs> or oh, motorcyclists. Or, it's just like, just just get it fixed. Exactly. You I have a gradient. You got it? He's, yeah, he's, I have it. I actually, I actually have two He's now. got one locked and loaded. I got two now. Hold on. I have to lay down for this. Yeah. Well, the first one's a little ridiculous, but it's my hatred of Toyota is coming out. Um, Toyota, oh, geez. Toyota is banning the car, their car, this 2020 Supra, from the game, uh, I think it's Need for Speed. Oh, I saw that. Because for Need for their response is this, that it doesn't promote that it promotes illegal driving and that they don't want to promote <laughs> illegal driving 
when that's how they make sales on all of their Supras pretty much previously was that people really liked them. They could tune them up to like 800 horsepower and they could I think like drag race them. At least 80% of the reason the Supra is a cool car is because it was in the first Fast and Furious Oh, yeah. Movie. That's exactly why. Yeah. It They're is going built away to break laws. So yeah. it continues with Toyota's way of going away from what the Supra made it so great yeah, but Supra. using the Supra name because there's going to be some stupid people out there that are going to be also like, the, oh, yeah. And, and then they're going to go after here's it. something and else. that's for you listeners you go tell anyone that has a toyota supra you go talk to them if they don't know what they're talking about call them stupid <laughs> no, this is my favorite thing to your grievance it's interesting that they're banning it or just not allowing it to be in that video game when i literally just read an article that says that the new supra is in the next fast and furious movie so it's just like <laughs> it can be in the those, movie those movies not the game those movies have crossed like the illegal street racing and they're just like Totally out totally. of the yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> they're wanted. They're the most wanted criminals in that world. So it's just like seems like a double standard to yeah. allow, or maybe they, maybe they don't have a say in it, and they're just like if you you can put a car in a movie, and that's just how it is, right? Um, and as long as you don't like, I'm sure something legal they could go after him. But yeah, anyways. but that that's lunacy to me. And also, yeah, it's just like. Anyways, uh, we're getting close. Yeah. So I'm going to talk to my about my final grievance. Okay. And this is another – this is it's, eh, a little less. But GMC is tailgate that has like the eight and one options. Oh, yes. I love the tailgate war that's happening right it's now. It's so stupid. It's the tailgate war. And it's smarter than I am, which yeah. is saying Ford, <laughs> Ford started the tailgate war I mean, and has handily lost it. But – I mean, I like the functionality, but we were at G- Jeff and I GMC actually were at an auto show of, yeah. uh, like a couple, few months ago, like four or five months ago, and they were, you know, they had their GMCs there. They were showing off the tailgate, and there's one thing where you can click the button and it can pop down, and then the other part pops down, and mm-hmm. then there's like a little step like a, ladder that comes up. It makes like up. a little stair. Yeah. yeah, but there's this kid that was hanging right there, and then. He pushed the button, and then it starts coming down right at him. And this woman has to grab the kid to push him out of the way. Um, so, you want some sensors on that tailgate? There's a little sensor so stuff. Crush but more importantly, it's just like I just think. Well, I think maybe some of the like two of the features are kind of cool with the, the little step ladder part that comes also, down. I think that's cool. It splits in half. Too, it splits right? in half. That's yes. really cool. I like the idea of being able to either open it down or having it yeah, swing out because cool. sometimes I like the swing out part. But uh, yeah, so I'm just. I just this goes like back to my hatred stuff. of some gimmicks and love of others. Yes. And the truck companies fighting each other with tailgates yes. is, I love it. Well, I love we're it. We're just getting the, GMC has got the wackiest. Exactly. But, but that's because they also were the last. But um, Ford's, Ford started it with the little step inside yes. the tailgate. And now that looks, that, that looks really dated. Mm-hmm. Uh I don't know what Chevy has one now. I, I can't remember what Chevy. I know Chevy. I think they theirs is fully electric, so mm-hmm. it can go up and down, mm-hmm. which is nice. But Chevy, I think, has always done it the best, which is they their rear bumper just has two steps in it. It's the mm-hmm. best. All right, boys. I think we're out of time for today, so we'll have to save it until next week. Yeah, totally. But great talk. Yeah. Can't wait for next time. Cool. See you. All right, road. listeners. Well, I just wanted to. Let y'all know that this uh, podcast is brought to you by Our Community Now, where you can find more of our thoughts on cars, culture, and what's hot in the community. And I'd like to give a huge shout-out to uh, Fiat Chrysler for uh, continually giving us cars to talk about. 
that's that's pretty cool. Super rad. It is. We don't deserve it. We don't deserve it. But we're really happy it's happening. We have a ton of fun doing it. Don't forget to follow us on Spotify, Apple, and wherever you find podcasts. All right. Until next week. Get them horsepowers. This has been OCN Drives with Jeffrey Erber. OCN Drives has been brought to you by ourcommunitynow.com. Our Community Now, the website that shows you everything going on in your community right now.